Hey everybody, we are back at Goody and Johnny Moe with the movies. We have been absent for quite a while, and we're going to explain that in just a second. Mm -hmm. But we are joining you for episode 41, so thank you guys so much for joining in, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on our podcast. Um, this is our first episode of 2021. First one of the new year. January. We're still in January. We're still in January, technically. For now. For right now, for the next few hours. Uh, the reason why it has been so long, it is because, not because we haven't seen movies, because we kind of, we have. Well, we haven't seen movies. Well, we see movies at home, yeah, but not in the way that you would want to see movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and the reason why we have not seen anybody is because both Johnny Moe and I had COVID. Yep. And we didn't give it to each other. It was at two different times. Got it independently. Uh, just uh, kind of randomly, um, unfortunately. Kinda, I think the last episode we did was in... Early no, November. Early November. Yep. And we were, we were heading into Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and we were... We were gonna do something in that time frame, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the COVID hit. Um, basically, hit me and my family, and I was out of commission for a while. And then Chris got hit, and then I got hit. Yep. And then now it's finally... thankfully my house is okay. No one in my household got it but me. Uh, my wife did a great job of making sure everybody else was safe. Um, but you know, we, uh, we we hadn't seen each other in uh, actually a long time. Yeah. We were only talking to each other over the phone. We were both in. Uh, I mean, I was in quarantine for quite a long time. Yep. Yeah, you were definitely more than me. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, we're okay. We're kind of bouncing back. Mm -hmm. And the rest of the families are okay. We hope you guys are all all right out there. We know it's kind of, uh, it's been kind of crazy for the holidays. It was mm -hmm. uh, November, December was kind of were some, some bad months. But uh, we're hoping you guys are all right. We're hoping you're starting to kind of rebound a little bit. And, and hopefully the start of the new year has been a, a, a good start for everybody. Because prior to this year, the, the only times uh, we had been able to go to the movies... Um, Basically, when everything was basically shut down, we we, we did hit a couple of drive-in drive-in movies. We did a drive-in, yeah, yeah, and we did a review of Raiders of the Lost Ark. But but basically, like you know, our standard, like you know, go to the movies, whatever, like the normal scenario of what that is, basically shut down. And only recently have a movie theater started to open up. Right, um, and we'll get into a little bit of that later. Um, as to what you know, what that meant for us. But we have to do our traditional drink of the night, yeah, totally. which uh, which we've been looking forward to. We haven't done yet, so we're kind of doing a double. So, so first drink of the night is well, going to be. Well, we're going to start with the with the liquor. Yeah. Right. So what we got for everybody right now is a little Knob Creek. This is a uh, a privately selected barrel from uh, a local liquor store that we have. Uh, they had a bunch of these bottles. From, uh, from Knob Creek. This is a 120 proof. This was bottled back in uh, January 2020. What's the 2005 date there? Oh, excuse me. The barrel date was 2005. This was selected in twenty in January What's 2020. What's the barrel date? I don't know if that what that means. So the barrel date is basically like when it was distilled and when it was put into like the, the barrel. barrel. And yeah. it basically just... I guess they just had it sit there. I love how they like like you can do this stuff where like you know like 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 a twelve they year track old, it. like a twelve year old scotch. It's right, like, right. It's been yeah. So in the is, process for twelve years. So this was a a fifteen year old yeah. whiskey that was just sitting in there. Yeah, it's pretty um, good too. This has actually been really smooth and it's strong. Johnny won't have had this. We started drinking this towards the what was it like the fall? We got this right last summer, year. beginning we of definitely fall. Definitely bought it last year. It was like August September. I feel like we grabbed this. Yeah. 
Uh, so we've been knocking it down little by little, but it is very smooth. Yeah, no, it is smooth. And we are doing this, one, because we have beat COVID, and yep. two, we are doing this because we are the start of the new year. We're doing our first episode of Goody and Johnny Moe of 2021. Uh, we kind of want to start it off with a bang. So, And what's the proof on that? This is 120 proof. So 60% alcohol, All right. which is pretty up there. That's, that's, um, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's good stuff, it's guys. It's not, you know, it's not moonshine, grain alcohol, but it's, you know, it's a lot stronger than the normal stuff that you usually drink. Knob Creek's a good company. We've had a few <laughs> things from them before. We've had some some rye whiskey from them in the past that we've mm-hmm. uh, we've enjoyed, uh, but this is the first time we've ever had a privately selected barrel. Well, we're going to do the shot, but then we're going to want to do the chaser right away, so I'm going to introduce the chaser. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah, the chaser is what we have, is we're both drinking the same thing. We're both drinking uh, Canadian beer, Molson. Um, which I've had Molson in the past, but not that frequently. Um, but this is the Molson Triple X, which is um, super premium beer, Triple X. But it's um, it's 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 pretty strong. Yeah. It's seven point three percent alcohol, um, so it's uh, it's a lot stronger than your normal yep. beer. And and it's pretty good. Molson is a pretty good product. I've had their beer in the past, and I haven't. I've never had this before, and this is basically polishing off the. This is these are the last two of the twelve pack that I bought. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, it's we didn't drink good. them all today. This is just yeah. <laughs> this no, is just no. what we had for yeah. for this particular show. I might have drank half of them today. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it's, I haven't it's had this in a long time. It's so. actually pretty good. It's um, and it's got a you know it's um, you get a little bit more bang for your buck because it's a it's seven point three, which I think normal beer is probably like five ish four four point five to five. five. Yeah, yeah, so it's uh, it's a good one. All right. So, so with that, guys, with this, we are going to cheers everybody to a hopefully brand new 2021. Hopefully, a much better year than 2020. Much safer year, and, and a much and we can do. Year. We can we can finally get up to our 50 50th episode. We will hit episode 50 this in year, 2021. Yep. So we missed out on that, but hopefully 2021. This will definitely be the year. Yep. So to everyone, cheers. Please be safe. Cheers. Salute. Skull. Oh, that's so smooth. Cheers. Cheers. So the movie we're bringing everybody tonight is a movie that came out around Christmas time, and yeah. it is Wonder Woman '84. And I'm going to debate you on the actual title of the film because okay. I think the I want to say the official title of the film is WW84 because that is the only thing that appears on the screen in the opening credits for sure, and I think even think in the closing credits. So. I'm still. I, I think the official name of the movie is WW84. Go figure. I, I'm still going to say it's Wonder Woman 84. Um, <clears throat> you might be right. I, I just, for some reason, I, I, I can't see that being the official title of WW84. Although that, that, that we see that throughout the, the, in the beginning of the film and, and at the opening and the closing mm-hmm. credits. So uh, maybe it is, but I, I can't call it WW84. For I know. Reason. I'm, gonna, I just, I'm curious what IMDb is going to label it uh, and or what the movie books that come out. Mm. We're gonna label it. I mean, those will definitely be the more uh, official ways of, of figuring that out. I mean, we yeah. could probably go on Google right now and do that too. Oh yeah, it would already be on IMDb.com. Oh, of course. Uh, and the movie so, came out um, like came you out said, Christmas Day. Yeah. Now and, this is now this is something that was so so when Wonder Woman eighty four came out, there was something that had started to occur, which has been controversial, uh, which we could always make into a sidebar. But uh, basically, Warner Brothers has decided that they are going to release. At least in 2021, all of their films in the theater and on HBO Max 
at the same exact time. New films. New films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that on H- they will last on HBO Max for a, a short period of time before staying in the theater for a longer period. But they will um, open at the same but time. But they will open at the same time. And, and my belief is, of course, that they're doing this because of the pandemic and that not everybody's going to the movie theater right now. Yeah. Uh, and they said that this is a short-term plan that eventually they will go back to the traditional method of releasing everything in theaters first uh, and then onto their streaming services and uh, home theater, home video releases uh, later on after after its initial theater run. Uh, but I did watch this on, on Christmas Day. Uh, and was that opening day? That was opening day. So on I did HBO get Max. on HBO Max. So yeah. I got to watch it on my television. I have a decent home theater, you know, in in, uh, in my house. So I got to watch that. Um, I'm not going to say anything yet, but I was happy that Johnny Mo and I actually went to the movie theater uh, yeah. last week because I didn't see it on HBO right. Max, and I think maybe I have HBO Max. You do. You have it. I yeah. hooked it up for you. Yeah, okay. I mean that. <laughs> That does. I still uh, Chris hooks up a lot of things in my house. I don't know what they are, so I needed to confirm. So you did go and see it for the first time in the theater. I didn't want to see it on TV for the first time. I was really looking forward Mm -hmm. to see us in the theater, and then I had found that it was in the theater, um, or I confirmed that it was still in the theater, and I said I was like I was finally uh, feeling good enough to I think to go out, and I said you know what, let's go see it. On a Saturday morning matinee, yep. being that this is like the third or fourth week that it's out, yeah. I'm like, I bet you there's going to be nobody there. And we went. And we were right. And there was six people in the theater, and that includes us. There was I wanna... us two, two other people, a couple rows back, and another two people. So we had the whole theater almost entirely to ourselves. You know, I want, great. I want to give some credit to the movie theater because this has been such a trying time because of the fact that movie theaters have been closed for... Uh, over half a year yeah. and uh, obviously movie theaters are suffering a lot of small businesses are suffering restaurants and, and so forth um, movie theaters had been closed for a very long time and uh, I think when they started to reopen in the like early to mid fall is when they started at least here in New York what month, what month would that be early to mid fall it had to have been like October I feel like it was late September, early October. That really, they, they, they were open that, opened. They were open that early. I, yeah, I, I thought it was almost not. I thought they, it was not even till November. They, they did, I, I'm pretty sure they opened up by then, and uh, just unfortunately, obviously, they're not going to get the, the the massive crowds yeah, right now. I think a lot of people stayed away. You know, so a lot of people are, are staying away, and understandably so. We all understand that right now. So, I just want to give a big shout out to. We went to Island 16 in uh, in Holtzville. Holtzville? Holtzville, yeah, in Holtzville. And I got to say, these guys did a fantastic job trying to keep everybody safe, um, trying to take the proper measures to uh, keep everyone distanced. Uh, hand sanitizers all over the place. Uh, how you check in to do your tickets. How still, you go to purchase. They still had popcorn. They still the had center. the concession stands, uh, and, and you that, were able to purchase and, all that. And the popcorn came with, like, it was covered. Like it was like a cellophane it? wrap almost yeah. that was covered so that it, you know everything could kind of stay... Um, I don't know if you want to say sanitized, yeah. but you know, staying hopefully as, like as people. I guess people people couldn't breathe. On couldn't it. breathe, or, any, or you yeah. weren't getting anything on it while you were going to your actual seat, which worked out good for me because um, when I got to my seat in the short in a short amount of time, <laughs> I wound up spilling my entire the bag one of guy, popcorn, now, almost almost the whole and bag, basically we the bag we caught it. it. We caught it, and the cellophane was keeping everything in, and 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 a decent amount spilled out, but not a whole lot. Normally. 
the, in I a mean, normal oh, scenario, you lost the it. whole thing would have emptied out. You would have lost it. But we caught it, and we pulled it back in. Yeah. But but it was it was really kind of crazy that like literally only six people in the movie theater, and and, and I don't know, you know. We were the only people in our row. And but we now, had a giant giant pile of popcorn on the floor. This was right this out. was the guy that the well, cleaning people came it, in afterwards yeah. and were like, really? really? This like, one it, guy? It, it wasn't a giant pile. It was just whatever fell just kind of had a big splatter pattern. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, it wasn't a lot, but it was just like a giant arc of no, popcorn right no. in front of us. And and it was in my, it was actually in my field of view. I actually had to kind of corral it and push it all the way back. <laughs> now, the, but, one thing, yeah. the one thing that was really nice, so uh, for the theater, again, trying to, they're trying to keep to everybody's safety. Uh, of course, you're wearing a mask once you're in the theater, the main lobby area, and <laughs> yeah. we were told that you know once we sat down in our seats and we were you know having our uh, our refreshments, that's when we could take our mask off. And if we had to get up and leave at any point in time, we had to put our mask back on, uh, which to me seems very reasonable. Uh, almost similar to a restaurant when you're going into a restaurant, typically you have to keep your mask on until you're seated at your table, and then you can take your mask off. So I didn't have any issues with that. Johnny Moe was fine with that. Yeah. Since we both had COVID, we decided that, okay, let's go take a shot and go see what the movies are yeah, like. Yeah, we're not going to spread it to anybody and no one can not give this it to point. us. And, right. like, and it was funny too because when I got to the movie theater, um, um, there's, a, there's a parking lot in the front and a parking lot in the back. Uh, the parking lot in the front is, you know, people, I guess, coming off from the LIE service road. The expressway. Which I think right. a lot of people park there. Yep. But people parking in the back are coming from basically south of the movie theater, mm -hmm. like, you know, all those towns, which is where I come from. And I pulled into the back parking lot and there were three other cars there. I was one of them. And he was his was one of them. And I was yeah. just like I was like, Wow. I said, You yeah. know what? We're gonna be fine. This place is gonna be freaking empty. And it, and, you know, and it, it was. It, it, was. it was, was I'm sure they were I felt listen, I felt completely safe going in. Uh, again, of course I have the, yeah. the protective barrier of actually of, of having the virus. But if I did not have it, and there were there were a couple of families that I saw there that were seeing a movie that I think had that was just recently released with um, small small kids that were going to watch something and all of them had masks, they were all taking the proper precautions. And I have to give the movie theater credit. They did a good job as far as keep trying to keep everybody safe. Uh, if we, so when Johnny Moe and I went, so when I, I booked the tickets and I know that their their policy is if you know you could book two or three seats next to one another, but the outside seats of whatever group you were going with, they would block those out so nobody could sit next to you. Which is good. Now Johnny Moe and I, we had the entire row to, to ourselves. ourselves. There were, two people that were in the row in front of us, and of course this is stadium seating, and then there were two people, two rows behind us. So we were well within oh, yeah. that six feet but the of people coverage. But the people in the row in front of us, that row was actually over. It was over and down. Over and down. Yeah. Like there was like a like a walkway in front of us. Right. And then of course we had the barrier of the, yeah. the walkway. Yeah. So they were they were really far away to the point that I didn't even I don't even know if I knew they were there. Well we there. couldn't see them. Right. I didn't even know the that I knew that, they were there. That giant barrier is up so we can't even see them. Yeah, anymore. I literally thought there was only four of us in the movie theater right. until you told me there were six. So you know, again, I just wanna I wanna give a shout out to yeah. to the movie theaters and that they, they are trying hard enough to to keep everybody nice and safe because they want to still be in business, and it's. I think it's you know they've been hit especially hard yeah. with this. And keep in mind, Island Sixteen is called Island Sixteen because it's got sixteen movie theaters. Right. So whatever people are there, we're spread out over sixteen different rooms. Yeah. You know, so even though there might have been a lot of people parked there in the front, I'm sure. And Island Sixteen uh, is at a, the end it, of the day, and, but that was the strategy. It's a showcase. It's a yeah, showcase cinemas. Yeah. That's the company that's uh, but, um, that's involved. It, it was with good this. for us because I'm sitting there like you know like like we're going to see Wonder Woman in its third or fourth week. Right. I'm expecting it to not be that bad, and and that was and that worked that out it. perfect. So I would, 
totally. I, this is, I said, this is this is my strategy now. If there's a movie one we want to see, we go third or fourth week at Island 16. Yeah. Because Sable isn't open yet still. No, my local town theater, That's a, it's a mom and pop's theater. These guys are still not open um, yeah. I'm surprised. I am. St- I'm surprised they're not open. I am now. extremely upset. That I these hope they're not open. You know, it's it's very hard to to stay in business, obviously, and the fact that these guys have not been open in so long. I don't know what type of uh, financial assistance they've been given over these months, <clears throat> but I hope when the smoke clears and the dust settles, these they, guys do oh. reopen again. Because they are the site for my uh, annual movie festival, the, the Johnny <laughs> Moe movie, annual movie festival. But these guys are also um, just a, it's a, you know, this mom and pops, this is a great theater for, for small families. Yeah, and it's, and it's so close by, it's convenient. It's a, it it's a great venue. They have good popcorn. They used to have great popcorn. Now they just have good popcorn. <laughs> it went from great to good. It went from great to good. But the th- I mean, listen. They have small. Fo- they have four, uh, four screens. Uh, it, you know, if you have a local town, it's very cozy. It, it is, and it's it's got like a really. It, you know, has like almost like a little nostalgia when you when you walk into the place. But um, now we really hope that these guys get to open up. Yeah, again no, because so I really enjoy a, 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 doing my movie there. festival there because I think if I have to move it to Island Sixteen. I'm not going to get the, the 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 freedom that I have there. Yeah. Because at um, at Savo, you can bring any DVD that you want and they'll play it. Whereas it looked like um, Island 16 was kind of doing stuff like that, but it was like they'll play any movie that's currently out now, or or you could, their or you could choose from their library. Yeah. And guess what? You know their library, in my opinion, is probably going to be full of a lot of recent crap that I don't want to <laughs> see. You know, they're not going to have anything that I that I would normally pick. So um, at the end of the day, um, I'm sure I'll, I'll, I'll find a theater that can do what I need yeah. because, cause, you know, my next movie is going to be Frozen. And that may be in their library. That's but a possibility. The, but the one that I, that I was going to do after that, I guarantee you, is not in their library. So we shall see. So uh, I think with that, we're going to start getting into a little bit of our review Wonder of Woman 84. 84. So I'm just... I don't even know how you want to break this movie down. Well, so let's just well, let's I just want, say this. I want to start so, with with. Well, let me just say one thing about okay. this. So this is this is currently with still within the the, the current DC films universe. Uh, this is taking place. Well, this takes place, of course, in '84, which is after the first one of one film. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go prior to that. What's I want to. I want to go with your expectations. Going into the film, my expectation of the film, based on the two trailers that we had, yes, was that's what I want to talk about. That first. Uh, this was gonna, that this to me was hyped up to be the best film in the DC Films library when it was coming out. Uh, it was supposed to surpass the first Wonder Woman film, which I enjoyed thoroughly, mm-hmm. and I had high hopes for this film going into it. Yeah, um, I saw you love. I saw the first the trailer. trailer for Wonder Woman. I saw the second one too. But when I saw the first trailer, I thought that trailer was fantastic. It was like a mini movie. Um, it, it was edited and put together and connected by uh, music. Um, it they was, did a fan. It's, it's, they it, edited that trailer. It perfectly. is one of my favorite trailers of all time. You know, and I, all time, not even recently, all time, all time. Wow. One of my all-time favorite trailers. I mean, I can, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think one day, you know, it's going to sound crazy, but we should have 
um, an episode where we go through our, our top five trailers or top ten trailers because it, it, it would be it would be quick. Yeah. But because um, you know you're not talking about the whole movie, but you're just going through because trailers can be trailers can be good, trailers can be bad. You know, some trailers, trailers can set you up for failure. Yeah. Some trailers, some yeah. of them can leave you wanting more. Yeah, and some trailers, even though like so, for example, like I really enjoyed the first trailer for um, the 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 reboot of Planet of the Apes. The Mark Wahlberg one? No, the one after that. The one with uh, the re- the recent series. The Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a really good trailer. But the but when you after when you saw the movie, you saw you realized that all the best parts of the movie were in the trailer, and there was mm. nothing. There was nothing left. Like you know, there are certain trailers that are so good you can't wait to see the movie, but then you find out that the best parts were in the it. trailer. You know, yeah. the same thing with like uh, the Suicide Squad trailers. They put all the best parts oh, of the Suicide Squad trailer agreed. into Suicide Squad, and it, it almost ruined the movie for you, you know. And you know, uh, my favorite trailer of all time is the trailer for the Phantom Menace, and this trailer for Wonder Woman falls in the same category. It's one of my favorite trailers of all time, and incidentally, it's better than the movie because the movie felt short. That you know, I really went into this movie expecting to be really blown away because. Because I enjoyed the first Wonder Woman movie. Absolutely. And I think maybe there was a lot of hesitation in Hollywood because it's Wonder Woman. And not for nothing, it took them, I don't know, uh, 40 years to actually you know, bring Wonder Woman from the, from the small screen to the big screen. Yeah. Um, and you, know, you had a woman director and maybe they, you know, they didn't give her as much latitude as they wanted this and that you know maybe there was a little bit of hesitancy but you know basically the first wonder woman movie kicked ass and made a lot yeah. of money it was really yeah. good made almost 900 million dollars right. so now i would think that you know you know the second one comes out they no one can sit there and say oh no no this is a risk <clears throat> no it's not a risk because the first one it was made proven. buku dollars yeah. so now you can kind of I, I would almost want to say i would almost want to say the creative people involved don't have to prove a point to do what they want to do. They could just do it. I will say this. That I think they took <clears throat> some chances with this film. And I don't know who took the chances. I don't know if it was more um, Patty Jenkins or was this more or Warner Brothers. I don't, I don't know how much. I know Warner Brothers had interference with the ending of the first yeah. Wonder Woman film. Patty Jenkins has been on record saying this. I don't know if there was any interference on this film. Uh, I do know that the the story was written by, I think, I believe, Patty Jenkins and also Jeff Johns, who has been a writer at DC Comics for a number of years. Yeah, and you would think that he would be on point. And, and, and Jeff Johns, if you've ever read any of his stuff in the comic realm of DC Comics, he has written some of the best stories in the last 20 years. Give me some examples. Because um, I'm not... So he, he, I'm not familiar. So he I'm wrote, sure I've read them, some of them, but I don't know that he did them. He wrote uh, Flashpoint. He okay. wrote Green Lantern Rebirth. He wrote Flash Rebirth. He's written Superman Secret Origin. Uh, he helped and wrote uh, Infinite Crisis. Okay. Uh, there's a number of stories that he has helped to write in the last 20, 25 years. Uh, and, and most of those stories have all been extremely well done. Uh, he knows these characters inside out. So when we get to this story here... Yeah, because my expectation going in really was like, like, you know what? Whoever needed to prove themselves in the first movie did it. So now it's like the second movie... You got to build on that. Yeah, the second movie <clears throat> is just going to be like... Yeah. And, you know, and they come out with this trailer 
that absolutely, you know, it's. You just rewatched. We it. just watched. You it. just rewatched Chris the trailer. Chris is showing me the, the the trailer to the to Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. He's showing me the trailer to uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh-huh. Godzilla versus Kong. Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla, Godzilla versus, versus Kong. Kong. And I'm like, you know oh, what? We're in. We got all these trailers. I said, Chris, just throw in the Wonder Woman trailer, the first one, because it is so freaking good. It is. It, yeah. It, it, it's so I can watch. I, I remember when that trailer came out. I watched that trailer. You made me play it multiple times. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think I watched that trailer forty times. Like we would lot, just, I would, yeah. I, we would just sit there and say, just play it again, just Throw. play it again. It was, it was so good. So I was really going into this movie with high expectations, expecting it to be a, a really enjoyable, kick-ass DC superhero movie, because. Yeah. Um, Every single thing in that trailer was like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that yeah. looks good. Oh, that looks good. And it's funny, they didn't, even uh, in the first trailer, you only got, I don't even think you got a hint of Cheetah. All you saw no. was you Chris, saw Barbara. Kristen you saw Barbara Minerva. As a, as a, as just as an old woman. As Barbara, woman. that's it. That's all you saw. And, and then saw... I think in the second trailer, you There's got like a, a, a little yep. hint yep. of the cheetah character. Because I remember telling Chris, I remember going like, all right, who's the bad guy? After seeing the trailer, yeah. who's the bad guy? And and I think you said it was Cheetah. And Max Lord. And Max Lord. And I was like, I have no idea who Max Lord is. And he kind of explained to me a little bit. But I knew who Cheetah was. Because Cheetah um, is a... Uh, she's a, she's I think a I want to say I think I want to say Cheetah is the classic Wonder Woman villain. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure her first appearance is in the early '40s, like Wonder Woman number five or something like that. And she's been around the whole time. She's been around a long time. And she's a kind of a classic character that I think has been through a lot of permutations. But I know when I got, I, I know when I got my uh, George Perez sketch of Cheetah, I wanted to be <laughs> um, traditional Cheetah, maybe not like. The little cheesy way that you know she was drawn back in the '40s, but kind of like the uh, '70s cheetah, yeah. which he kind of, which he kind of realized what I wanted. But it's so, one of my fa- absolute favorite sketches. So there's some things that I want to stay right off the bat. Uh, the performances in this film, I enjoyed all of them. I enjoyed Gal Gadot again I as Wonder Woman. I enjoyed fantastic. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. Uh, some standouts to me: Kristen Wiig. I was so good. Kristen Wiig was fantastic. I thought she I, was great. I think she was by far the best part of I think that she, movie. She was the standout. Without, yeah, she was the standout. I think she was the standout in Even this more film. so than Gal Gadot. Because Gal Gadot was fine as Wonder Woman. Yeah. But it was almost like a status quo. Like well, she was continuing her role from yeah, from she, one of she, which which she nailed in the first. She's a perfect film. cast for her role, and she yep. does it well, and she did it well. Yep. And then you get Kristen Wiig, who just because was stellar. Because she's just she most was, most exceeded of us, expectations. Most of us know Kristen Wiig. Okay, we know her and comedic. Roles. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't know her that well. I've I, I never saw her on Saturday Night Live. You never saw Bridesmaids. I saw Bridesmaids, but I don't remember like her she was the being the standout. She was the she was the, the main character. I thought the chubby chick was the like the comedic standout. She, well, she was the well, who, other what is her main name? character. Um, Maya Rudolph. 
No, 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 no. The, oh, Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. She, was she a, stole she was the show. A, she, was, she stole, yeah. yeah, she stole scenes. But she was the side character. She she was not, okay. she was not the main role. But like to me, like Kristen Wiig, everyone knows her from Saturday Night Live. Was she in the Ghostbusters movie? Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, they both were. Okay. And see, I didn't... I didn't like that movie that much. So. But again, like you're talking again, like you're talking about these comedic roles. And in this yeah. movie here, like Kristen Wiig, there's like a small hint of that. But then there's this more seriousness of this character. And she yeah. brings that across. And it's yeah. a little different from what she's normally doing. Yeah. And she did it really she, well. I mean, it, it was really kind of a, in the beginning, it was like a, it was a dramatic role. It was a dramatic performance because she's playing yeah. like a, a kind of reserved type of like nerdy type Ner- person. yes exactly um, and the, like the stereotypical yeah. like uh, nerd with you know glasses yeah. and just dressed a certain way right. not popular like the, the old stereotype of uh, of a nerd in a museum and yeah. the uh, the artifact pretty much in this film is like this uh, this make-a-wish crystal yeah. that it's almost like a, it's a monkey's paw, right? Yeah. That's how it's described mm-hmm, in the film. It's, mm-hmm. it's a monkey's paw um, that was made by one of these ancient gods, and it basically creates, you know, makes any wish that you think of or say come true. And all of a sudden, she wishes to become Diana, right? Right. Or, you know, or at least she wants to be as, yeah, so as that, cool right. and as powerful. So as then Diana. later on, like now, she becomes like almost like you know, kind of, you know, like. Outgoing and 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 right. just like this, aura and she's seen as beautiful, and, and sexy. Yeah, but it was it was funny though because because I remember at one point leading over to Chris, I'm like, you, I, I was like, you know, before she became that, I was like, you know, not for nothing, everybody's like scoffing at her, but I found like nerdy Kristen Wiig to be super <laughs> freaking hot. I was like, you know what, I'd be taking her out to lunch and whatever. Chris, because like, she, she's not she's not like a supermodel. She, no, but she, she's not an unattractive girl to she's begin not with. Unattractive. So you sticking glasses on her and like an oversized like sweater and, and skirt. Mm-hmm. She's still an attractive girl, and then when you take all of, and then when you all of a sudden when she starts to <clears throat> to morph into this this new character after her wish comes true, yeah, she really starts to stand out a lot more. Um, and I, I thought her performance was really good. Yeah, you go to Pedro Pascal. Yeah, she is. To me, definitely the standout. I think I agree a hundred percent. She's a standout in this movie because I just want to put it out there that like my overall like um, feeling for this film after seeing the whole thing was <laughs> you're gonna find this hard to believe, but I hated it. I mean, I really hated this film. I think I still need to see it again, and I think some of the things that I like are gonna become stronger. But overall. I, I found the movie to be absolutely, and in protest of that, I'm actually, I purposely am wearing a Marvel <laughs> shirt because I, I'm like, I'm not wearing a DC shirt. I, I really think they dropped the ball with this film. Um, well, we'll, get, we'll we'll talk about more about yeah, that. I think, I think there's I, definitely I have, time for that. I have so many criticisms of this film, like in so many different areas, It's except for Kristen Wiig. Well, the, I, I could talk about her performance all so, night. So the other actor that we have in this who who really, really stood out in the trailers was Pedro Pascal. Uh, and Pedro I don't Pascal. know him at all for anything prior to this. And, the, and this is the funny no thing. So like, you know, if you, Pedro Pascal before 1084 and before the last two years really has been more, much more of an unknown actor. The fact that he was in Game of Thrones for a little bit, he had... Um, who was he in Game of Thrones? He was... Um, oh, 
he was from the, the guy who got killed by the mountain. By the mountain, and, eyes, the, and got the, his eyes plugged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Something with an M. I, yeah, I, I completely forget. forget. But anyway, so so that was like one of the first instances that we really saw Pedro Pascal and especially stand out. And then, of course, Pedro Pascal has been uh, Din Djarin, uh, otherwise known as the Mandalorian, for the last two seasons. Oh, which I have, I've only which seen a couple episodes of that. So uh, to me, having him in this brings a, adds in a whole other level because of the fact that Pedro Pascal is a very good actor. See, I didn't like him in this movie. I didn't like his character or I his liked, portrayal. So here's the thing. I liked Pedro Pascal on this. I liked partially what he did with mm-hmm. the role of Max Lord. Max Lord is a character that in the comic books uh, is much more... He's very evil. Like, he is much more menacing okay. and, very much, and much more calculated in the comic books yeah. than he is in the films. Yeah. And, and, and in this film. And in the comic book, uh, back in uh, the mid-2000s... I would, I would hope so. In the mid two thousands, there was a, a point. There was a storyline where um, Max Lord was. Uh, he has the ability of almost like mind manipulation, and at one point was even controlling Superman. So the only way to end that is that Wonder Woman finds him and snaps his neck and kills him, and that leads us into the Infinite Crisis storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into that, but you know that was a huge deal that. A superhero killed someone, and it was Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman has always been known for compassion and love, and here she is actually snap, literally snapping somebody's neck, and that's what was actually drawn on the page. Uh, you know what? There's, um, there's um, a small instance in Kingdom Come where Wonder Woman kills someone. Yes. And it's a big deal. They're just like, oh my God. Like Wonder Woman is in her total battle armor. She's got her sword. And at some point something happens and she just drives her sword right through this guy's chest right. and kills the guy. Now that's, that is an Elseworld yeah. story. But everybody just sits there and goes like, oh my. Everybody just sits there and yes. like, oh my God. Right. But, the, but when you said that, that reminded me of that because, yeah, but that, that takes place in an elf world in the future. I was, you know, when I first saw this 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 trailer and I saw the this film coming out and that Pedro Pascal was going to be playing Maxwell Lord, I had a whole different idea of what Maxwell Lord was going to be. And I think we'll get to that in a little bit as far as yeah. what he ended up becoming in this film. But I did end up liking what Maxwell Lord, what Pedro Pascal did for the most part with with this role because I, th- I did think he he's a good actor and I think he did well in this role. I, I think one of my I have multiple criticisms of this film, but I think one of my big criticisms of the film and and most I think most of my criticisms stem to the, just the writing the story the story that they put together and said this is the story we're going to tell yeah. put on film. and so so much of it didn't make sense. But you can and listen I don't disagree with you I I think. I appreciate the acting and the people that brought the roles to life on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I can appreciate that and, and say it. I thought they did a good job. Oh, yeah. No. I think they were also limited yeah. by the storytelling. I think most of my criticism is with, is, the story. is with the story. I agree with you. Because there are so many things that are either stupid or convenient or make no sense or just absurd. Um, and it's almost like... Not in that particular order. Yeah, and it's al- <laughs> it's almost like so many of so so much of the plot is really just almost contrived like and put together like with with the logic that you would find in a 1960s DC comic which like a silver age book. 
yeah it's a silver age it's it's a silver age it has it has the the trappings of a silver age dc story which is not going to be the most logical story it's not going to be the story that makes the most sense it's just a story that just kind of thrown together and you go with the flow and everything happens the way it happens but the way but like just the way this movie was put together like like and because it takes place in the DC cinematic universe, if that's a thing, yeah. you know, it's just like, like, I feel like you can't get away with that type of story because it undermines. Well, there's the continuity of it. Uh, it undermines the, the the legitimacy and the the seriousness of the continuity that's that is taking place. Well, it's a good thing that takes place in the past because ultimately, like, yeah. the other most of the stories for the DC EU take place. After all this, right? But I mean, it's, it's you're, you're, you're like, talking like, like Man of Steel is if Man of Steel is the ground zero, right? If right. that's the that's the first entry film, the first two Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, and mm -hmm. then Wonder Woman eighty four, of course, take place in the past. No, it, it just doesn't have like a, a logical story, a logical storytelling sense. It just like it, it's simpl it, it's simplistic overtones, you know. And I don't think the first Wonder Woman we have that, and and the one movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I find that comparable to is the most recent Spider-Man movie, uh, Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Where, like, it was like, it was like literally watching, it was like literally reading, I don't know, I, I want to say like a 1960s Spider-Man book where stuff just happened. Oh, so-and-so yeah. is on the Ferris wheel. Like, no, like that, like, the odds of that had like there was well, so many conveniences. conveniences. And yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah, there. it Those, was the, the last thing I want to say uh, about the performances because I know we want to get into the story. Yeah, but like I, I, I love Chris Pine, and I think I really liked him in the first film. Yeah, and I liked him equally as much, if not even more so, in this film because Chris Pine was almost the heart of the movie. He was an emotional aspect of this film yeah. that gets kind of pulled along, and especially and especially towards his ending. Yeah, in even this film. even though his existence is really questionable, makes no sense and, and is actually kind of funny. it's very it's very controversial. There's there's, a, there's, there's an a, irony to the to what a, they did. The, yes, which yeah. I don't even know if you know, but we'll we'll get to that right um, because it's been done before. <laughs> I, I just. Uh, I I think Chris Pine did a really great job. Of course, again. With this role, um, it was a very interesting way in bringing him back because Diana secretly wishes you know she gets her hands on this this crystal, which we later found was yeah. was um, created by this ancient one of the gods, gods. and it's uh, it's a mischievous god. So it's basically it's a god that's about tricking people, and essentially it's the monkey's paw, and Diana gets her hands on it and then secretly wishes to bring Steve back. And there is an emotional component in the beginning because you see Diana, Diana is Wonder Woman and she she saves all these people from the mall and she's she's Wonder Woman and she's doing she's doing her thing and she has been it seems at least since the end of World War 1 from her first mm -hmm. film. Um, but you see she's lonely. Like she's going to dinner by herself. Uh, she's going for these walks by herself. She's looking up at uh, a modern airplane in the in the 80s. And thinking, obviously, thinking about Steve Trevor, so she's been to the Steve Trevor Ranch. Like the, the, you can see that she's led almost a lonely life because she can't get over her first love. And when she gets an opportunity to make a wish, her first wish is she'd she'd wish Steve was back. Yeah. 
and and he does come back, but he comes back ba- not as Steve. He comes back in this other person's body. This other person's body is taken over, right, by Steve's by soul. Steve if, Trevor, you know, by Steve Trevor. You know, however however you want to put it. Yeah, and it's really weird because at the end of the day, it's like if if. If you and I if are looking one, at this person, Wonder we're Wonder not seeing Steve Trevor. We're seeing oh, the we guy. Are? We're seeing the guy. We're seeing the guy. Because if but Wonder she Woman, sees Steve. if Wonder Woman never renounces her wish, she's with Steve Trevor forever, and this right. poor freaking guy, his life is shot. It's gone. His life is over. His life is over. You know, it's like I'm like, wow, that's kind of scary. Um, so before I get into the crystal, which I think is the crux of a lot of the criticisms I had. Mm. The thing I was talking about before was is um, okay. So let's like okay. So so Steve Trevor dies in the first Wonder Woman movie, right? But now we have Wonder Woman eighty four, and we want Chris Pine back because he's he's you know cheesecake eye candy whatever you want to call it. And everybody likes it. He's and, a decent actor. Well, I, well, no, but 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 they don't want Chris Pine. They want Steve Trevor. They want yes. Wonder Woman eighty four. Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, to be interacting with Steve Trevor like they did in the first Wonder Woman movie because that's a great dynamic and it works well on screen. Right. But guess what? Steve Trevor's He's dead. dead. So what do you do? Well, you just have the scenario where, you know, she just wishes he was back and, you know, there's something that can grant that wish and he's back and now he's here for the whole movie and everybody's happy. And it's like, you know, it's kind of stupid, but it's like somebody, you know, somebody just says, you know... <laughs> You know, basically, somebody at the DC, you know, writing whatever said, you know, like, well, who's, you know, Wonder Woman's, you know, going to be partner in this film? And they're like, well, you know, Chris Prime was great with him. Somebody said, well, he's dead. Well, how do we bring him back? I don't know. Let's just, let's just bring him back. <laughs> and everyone's just going to freaking buy it. And that'll be the end. And, you know, who cares? Because people are stupid and we can do what we want. And, and it's like, it'll work. Because people will people will just be happy about it, even though if they sat there and think about it, they're gonna go, "Are you freaking kidding me?" And this is basically what they did in the Wonder Woman TV show back in the late seventies. Yes, the first season of no, the Wonder I'm, Woman TV this, show this I'm aware took of. place in World War Two, and I forget the guys, I forget the actor's name, but he played Steve Trevor, and the whole season was Wonder Woman, Linda Carter, and Steve Trevor played by. Whatever the actor was. I can't remember his name. But yeah. I, I know it, but it's it's eluding me at the moment. And then they said, okay, now we're doing Wonder Woman season two. And it's like, well, we kind of, we don't want to do World War II again. Let's have it take place in present day. And, you know, they're like, okay, so. That's early 70s or mid 70s. This is late, mid to late. This is like late 70s. Mid to late I think 70s. it's like probably 77-ish, I think, is okay. when it came out. 76, 77. Um, and they're like, all right, so. How do we get the guy in the show that played Steve Trevor the first time? And they were like, grandson. Son. He's the son. Oh, he's the son. Not I, even I, a grandson. I think he's son. the son. He's the son of Steve, he's Steve Trevor Jr. And it's played by the same exact actor. And, you know, they meet in the first episode and he's like, oh, you're Wonder Woman. I remember my dad telling me about stories about you and blah, blah, blah. And that's how they get the same exact guy. Pretty much playing the same exact character. They in the could TV have done show. that with this, where they could have done like it's Steve was, Trevor's right. like, grandson. Right. It, it was well, just, his grandfather. Because, because look, there's a, the conversation with the two of them in the first Wonder Woman right. film on the boat. Like he talks about, because she, she asks him, like, 
you know, have you had like the pleasures of the flesh and like all this stuff? Yeah, yeah. And like obviously he has. So there's nothing to say that he didn't get it on with somebody before he left for World War One right. and didn't get that woman pregnant and then end up having kids. Mm-hmm. So th- there was always that possibility. Right. And if they would have gone that route, people may have been a little bit more forgiving of the fact that, okay, his grandson just kind of happens to look like his grandfather right. because of genes. So you you could possibly let that go. Uh, I, re- I remember the guy's name, Lyle Wagoner. Okay. Okay. So, so, I mean, basically Lyle Wagoner probably signed on for the whole series and they were like, right. wait a minute, how are you going to write me into season two? But like, they got away with it because he was, it was the same actor playing a different character. It was literally Steve Trevor Jr. Right. You know, and it was like, you know, it was, it was very corny. It was very convenient, but it was okay. Cause like, he, it, like worked. It, it, it worked. And in this case, you just have like, they didn't go that route. Cause I, I mean, I think if they went that route, they would have said, we can't go that route because that's exactly what they did in the Wonder Woman TV show. Which I actually think would have... Right. I, I, I think, think it, if they would have made him his grandson, I think it, it would have I think it would have been better, but I have a feeling that they said, we can't do the same thing as someone's going to, uh, you know, accuse us of being a copycat. You know, we got to be able to... We got to be able to do something more creative than what they did in the TV show back in the 70s. But, it, but, but, but they're... Their answer to that, the solution, the solution yeah. was ridiculous. And it's really, really hard to swallow because you sit there and it's like, oh, he's, you know, it's Chris Pine playing Steve Trevor. But if you think about how he's in the movie, it's like, he's, he's, it's, it's one of those like, really? Listen. Really? It, that's, what this you, is, that's what you're going to do? Okay. Me, to me, this is almost an homage to one of my favorite shows back in the, the late 80s, which was Quantum Leap. Okay. Which where, I never saw. Oh, that's a problem. So in Quantum Leap, this guy is traveling through time. He's from the future. He travels back in time within his own life, in his own lifetime, and he's inhabiting other people's bodies. Okay. And every time he looks in the mirror, he sees that person's reflection. Okay. But it's it's but we only see him in the show. So to me, like this is exactly that instance where Steve Trevor's soul is in this person's body, mm-hmm. and everybody else sees that person. But of course, we're seeing. Chris Pine and see Trevor, as well as I believe Wonder Woman has almost convinced herself to see, because she even says that in the film, that's a line for her, where she says, all I see is you. I don't see this guy. You you think Gal Gadot actually sees the other guy? I believe she convinces herself to see Steve. That's interesting. I think that's a gray area. I think it's a gray area too. I think, she, I think I, that's open I, for interpretation. I think she sees Steve. I yeah, think no, no, that's what I mean. I no, but I, Steve. no, but I think I think she sees Steve. But, but I think it visually, it's not something that she's imposing. I think because it's it's a crazy wish. With I this think because scenario. it's her wish, she yeah. gets to see Steve. She, right? No, she gets to see Steve. She's not right. imagining it, Steve. That that body presents itself to her as Steve. Yes, but and nobody she, else, but only her. I think so. Okay, I no, I, that's my thought. Okay, yeah, because, okay. Well, she, I, I can, I can because accept Because she that. says it. Because when they're in his apartment, when mm-hmm. Steve brings her back to this guy's place, she says to him while she's sitting on the couch, "Like, all I see is you." Yeah. So to me, that means that, that it's exactly what it means. She only sees Steve, and she yeah. doesn't see who the guy is. And 
So now that's so, kind of what we go with. Yeah, and, so, and, and, and listen, and and so look, now you, they they put that in place, right? And then and it's like, it's like that's, and you have, and to, you have to, it, to accept, and you have to accept it, that, and you move, and move you on. move forward now with basically, you know, it's the guy, this guy. It, it's the it's it's the combination of Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor, which is what you had in the first film, yeah. and now you have it in the second film, even though it's forty some odd years later. So you you've worked that in. So my I think my biggest criticism of this film is. I want to say um, the stone or the crystal, whatever it is. Yes. And not the existence of it, but how that how it is pulled into the film. Because Max Lord, in my opinion, is literally, in this movie, he is just a guy who's a con man. He's a con man. Doing a Absolutely. Ponzi scheme. Yep. And he's flying by the edge of but his seat. But it's like, it's the eight... Look, the theme of the '80s around that time, like I think that's what they were going for was like this type of these guys trying to get rich quick. Yeah, and a lot about oil no, and everything. I like, have no problem with that. Like they fit the timeline. Yeah, I thought Patty Jenkins fit the timeline very well. Yeah, no, I have no problem with his character, except that it makes absolutely no sense that he would have any knowledge of any kind. Of one, the existence of this crystal, right, and where it currently resides, yeah. and how to get access to it's it. It's very glossed over because they don't really discuss it. The only way that the only thing that you know is that when Diana goes through the rummage of the the packing materials in the museum, there is a um, an invoice or a slip, a payment slip of the fact that this crystal was supposed to go to Maxwell Lord or he that he paid for it. But that it was in that mall inside that little like uh, side room, that vaulted room that basically had all these artifacts. Mm-hmm. And how did it get there? Right. No one knows. That's right. that. That's not, you. That, you don't that get is, to know. So that. like you basically have this all powerful crystal that's uh, that's apparently been around for thousands of years. Right. If and, not more. And but, it like well, where is it today? But the only but it's in the, in the back room right. of some store in a mall that's that's like a front that, for a stolen. That was artifacts. a front for stolen artifacts, like, and that I mean obviously that that stone, those guys most likely were taking that stone and bringing it to Max Lord. Right. Right in the mall, but they ended up getting caught. So that is that's and, my and thought. not another to me that whole mall battle was a little corny. I like that battle yeah. scene. I, I enjoyed that. I thought it was a it's little... It's showcasing her a little bit. It's showcasing like, yeah. where she is right now. and um, I felt it had just that, that little... Bit. It gave it that like 80s feel of what the mall was like in the mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah, no, no. I See, see I, I like the surrounding of everything to where everything is. Like the whole recreation of the 80s where everybody yes. is. Like, I like that. I just found it a little corny because it's like... Okay, so like... so. For some reason, Wonder Woman is doing random acts of heroism, and yes. she's almost like, I don't know, almost like an urban legend. Urban legend, yeah. You know, and it's like you know the whole thing, her showing up at the mall, and like you know the little girl, and it's just like I'm like, oh, I like the little girl. Like I thought to that me, was it, it was, it was corny. It was cute. No, it was cute and corny, but like, but it was I just, corny. I dealt it because I'm like, like, but because, but that's Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman's character is. is other than when she's when she's not the warrior, mm-hmm. okay, she is this compassionate, loving 
character. Like that's yeah. that's her at her core. Uh-huh. But when she's ready to throw down, she's there for that. So I, I liked I liked what they did in this scene, just showing showing her off a little bit. I think I would have liked that scene more if it was embedded in a better film. Because it's okay. like you know what I'm saying? It's just one of the And this was like, like the opening to the film. Yeah, it's just like Pretty it was, much. It was so so now so Max Lord is not, you know, he's not Lex Luthor. He's not Dr. Frickin' no. Doom. No, he's a con man. He's not Kang, time traveler. He's no, he... a regular frickin' guy yeah. with high aspirations who's got balls enough to just go balls to the wall and, and just take everybody's money, you know, and, you know, like he's a high, he's like a, I want to say he's a high-performing con man. But, like, his whole plan you know, rallied around him getting... This monkey's paw. Well, that's the whole stone. thing. That's the whole thing that doesn't make sense. Is that like, listen, how he knew I, about? I don't that, think we, that. I don't think that was his plan. I think that was incidental. I, th- no. I think he's been doing this. I, no, he, he as a, as he this, had is, been, this is his life. He had been the comment for a long time. But if you yeah. listen to if you listen to when Diana and Steve go into his his personal office, mm-hmm. and when they wait, well, no, they find and his, they. They, they, find they his, look at all this stuff and yeah. like they're like he's been looking for this right. thing for a while. And that while. to me I don't buy. Because I just, but he it, would have no knowledge of it. Because because check it out. But they don't show but, uh, well hold on. They don't show He's not an that. archaeological guy. No, he's not. He's a con man. Right. So like how did he find out about this? How did he know about this? Right. Obviously this is and and Steve and Diana are both like this has been in uh, oh, even Kristen, no. Kristen Wiig. Kristen no. Wiig is the one who says, okay, okay. Like, this, no, this you, the you've seen this, this symbol the Nobody knows about this. Wonder Woman saw it, had no idea what it was. The FBI have no idea yeah, but what it is. But, but, uh, the archeo- whoa, 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 whoa. All the archaeological would you, people. Would you expect the FBI to know about this thing? Yes. No, the FBI would know about this. No, no, but they're if they're looking. No, they want the FBI wanted wanted to find out. They wanted information on on, on what on, this on, was. Right. Yes. Okay. But so, not, but so, that's, so but that, they wouldn't know about no, it. No, no, but they have no information on what it is. I, I don't I don't count the FBI in this. Right. Z- zero okay. zero but, credibility. But zero. The archaeological people have no no idea what this is. Barbara didn't, but she found out what the it FBI was. The FBI is the government. I don't expect them to know that. There's no files on this thing. No. Nobody knows about no. this thing. Listen, there's always people making listen, right. you're always gonna make fun of that because guess what? Did they know what it was with Indiana Jones? No. no. They made fun of them. That that's the joke. Yeah, no. But my point is nobody on the planet knows about this thing but when except Di- Max Lord. But when, and that makes no but sense. But when Diana but, found the inside of that ring, mm-hmm. she knew exactly what it was. Because, yeah, because, well, she's a goddess, and this is something created by when the gods. She, when she got to find She might be one of the only, except for people inhabiting Paradise Island, she might be the only person outside who, who of could even... even yes. you know, but Barbara knew that... that but mm-hmm. Barbara... Uh, Barbara Minerva knew that that symbol of that stone had been around at multiple cultures. No, no, they didn't know that. But no, she found that out later when she looked it up, when she started to investigate So, So what you have is you have a scenario where nobody on the planet except people who deal with the gods, like the, the, what are they live on? Paradise Island people. Themyscira. Themyscira. You know, nobody in the the human world, non-superhuman world, knows about this thing. And everybody's trying to figure it out, but Max Lord's got 
he knows it's the key to his success. No. Somehow. Makes no sense that he would know that because he's not like an evil genius. No, 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 no. I, but, I agree. And when, what you have is just that, you know, the FBI know nothing about it and apparently can't figure anything out. And what you have is, is you have Kristen Wiig, who Wonder Woman says, find out what you can. <laughs> she goes online for an afternoon yeah. and, and all of a sudden can trace... Johnny Mo, I want to tell you something. Every place that this thing has appeared in since in the last 4,000 years. I want to make one little and correction. And she put it all together. Can I make one little correction? Yes. It was 1984. They didn't have online. <laughs> there was oh. no internet back then, okay? I'm really sorry. Oh, my God. There's no internet. There's no Google. Oh, I, There's I, nothing I, like that. I am so <laughs> glad you brought that up. No internet? Are you kidding me? That's right. It's 1984. There's no internet. So how on earth does Kristen Wiig, in an afternoon, find all of these references, tracing back anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 years, where she's seeing, oh, this item was here with the Mayans, with this people, with those people, with those people. Like, and what is she looking at? History, right. history books? <laughs> I mean, I mean... <laughs> Listen, fair enough. If it fair was enough. if it was present day, you could you could see that. I could see her finding with the finding it all with the internet. But if that's the case, why couldn't the FBI find it with the internet? Why couldn't anybody else find it with the internet? Why is it a complete mystery that's behind the scenes? But that's because the FBI you know, wanted to talk with you. Them. Know the imagery of this this artifact is there visually. In what all the things that but Kristen they don't know Wing, what they're but the, but you know what though like people like the FBI and anyone else who's looking at this don't know what they're looking at that's why they're they're asking for the experts in this realm right and Barbara is known as right one of the but experts nobody in the none of the experts know anything about it and in, but like, but she didn't either initially right, but my point is like if if it's if the images are there right somewhere somebody knows about it but the, it, it's few and far between. Because it's 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 a it's it was made by one of the gods. The yeah, only no. people that are going to know that Diana Themyscira, that's pretty much it. Unless but people it, that have lived through that. But it but shows the images up, that. But it it showed it showed up in history books, which is the, it showed up on coins, right? Because which is one of the reasons why Barbara figured that right. out. Right, but like the fact that it the fact that it's there somewhere, it's like. Did you, know, you expect it, other people to come out of the woodwork saying, "I know what that is." Okay. Is that, was that what you were looking for? I have, it's hard to believe that nobody knows what it is, but one person was able to figure it out, figure out the entire history of it. Nobody on the planet knows what it is, but one person, when asked to figure out what it is, found all the information available in an afternoon. It was more than an afternoon. It was more than a an day? Afternoon. Maybe a day. A, a day. And one day <laughs> was able to trace this, because she just goes, she goes, okay. Let me tell you what I found out. Let me tell you what I figured out. It was in this civilization and listen, this because I found it here. Oh, it's on these coins. I'm like, listen, it's a two and a half hour movie. Okay? I know they got to figure it out quick. I know, but that's the whole thing. It, like <laughs> they put this thing together that it's hard to swallow. It's like, listen, like you I, needed I, to I, come I, up with something that made more sense. Listen, I agree with you. I, I think there is definitely some plot holes in this that you know you could you could stick these. 
giant giant sticks through because um, that's because that the whole thing with that crystal that's like the premise of the film max lord well, that, wants that thing it, is the that's he the gets gimmick. it and, and, he beco- and he becomes he it. becomes it yeah. and 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 it affects the whole film right and, and, and it's just like like it's that premise that you're asked to buy and at face value you look at it and you go it's one of those things where me i'm just looking at it and like are you kidding me? No, I I, I agree, and it's, it's like you know, you know we get to it's like the guy from Blockbuster decided to take over the world, and he there's an item on the planet that can do it, and he knows where it is, and he got it. I think there was, like, I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I think there were some some good shots in this film, some good uh, good sequences. Um, one of them was the sequences when they're flying, and you see the whole like invisible jet. Where Steve's flying the jet, and she makes the jet invisible, and then they fly through the fireworks on the Fourth of July. Um, I thought that was a very. I thought that was nice, but it. I found the whole part about them getting there to be weird. She has access because she's what, part of the. Why does she have access? She's part of the museums. These are these. She has access to all the different museums, pretty much, because it seems and like she's the, so sort of high up. that they're flying was like a museum piece. Yeah, that was a mu- museum piece in like the okay. you know like an aviation uh, museum. At the, you know, but that, they were flying. DC. They were flying a uh, a modern jet. Uh, I thought it's yes, a little bit more of a modern jet. Correct. So would Steve Trevor be able to take his nineteen forties? Pilot knowledge and being. Able to... He was in World War Two. I'm pretty sure that was World War One. Okay, so would Steve Trevor be able to take his World War One knowledge, knowledge, and apply it to a modern day jet and be able to fly that without crashing into a building? Uh, figuring out the electronics is one thing. Being able to fly it, yes, I think he would have no problem flying it. I think the electronics would be the uh, more difficult part because that would be different. The electronical, the electronic dash would probably be very different from what he was used to. But flying. didn't that, isn't that what he had an electronic dash? Yeah, and yeah, he, no, that's fi- what he figured it out. Yeah, no, like I, I listen. I found, could, could, I found could, he, could he figure it out? Yes, I think it would have taken a lot more time than what yeah. they gave him in yeah, the film. Yeah, they just like, and I think the thing that I found, and and I don't know why they explained it this way, but like when they talked about like the plane becoming invisible. Diana was like, you know, you know, oh, I can make the plane invisible. He's like, oh, that's great. He's like, yeah, but I've never done it on something the size before. I, I, I did it once before on a, on a coffee, on a, on a coffee, on a, on a coffee, coffee mug, mug, and then I was never, yeah. and then and then I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're basically saying that you're really not good at this task, right? At which is, all. Which is what he said, but like Steve says that. But but she's but then she's able to, to do make the jet. the jet right invisible. But that's. And that's I'm, the person. That's the person. You know, growing and I'm just like, and coming more into the power. I'm like, power. all right. That just that just to me that just made it sound stupid because when you pre- when 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 you present it that way, you sit there and you go, well, then she shouldn't be able to do this, <laughs> but then she does, and you're like, I think what they I think like they should just just should have presented it as something that she can do, and she did it. I think what what would have made it better is if she actually failed on the first attempt. If she tried doing it and it and like it didn't work, yeah, and, and they and made then it, she yeah, tried they it, it again, right, and then she got it. You know, and and again, like you know, these seem like nitpicky things, but it's like like 
when there's one after the other after the other after the other it contributes to the overall feel and detriment of the film you sit there and you go yeah. like how much am i expected to swallow and just accept you know there's so much that you're like re like you just have to go really okay steve trevor's back i'll accept that and then it's like then you just have to constantly accept these things that are that should be hard to accept right and when you have to do that six seven eight nine ten times you sit there and you just get to go like you know what at the end of the day this movie doesn't make sense it's really hard to swallow and what does it have to salvage it and story-wise it was really hard to salvage if you're talking about the story then that's gonna yeah. be a little more difficult and it's and it's throughout it's so there's so many points in the story where you just there, sit there and go and i'm just like really okay it makes no sense but let's just keep going and you just keep going and going and going you know and you just hope that the, the some of the performances kind of rise above and like i yeah. said Kristen wig rised above gal gadot was on point as usual yeah she was she solid, did she did the role great she was there's, solid there's, solid there was solid role. throughout the throughout yeah. the film hold on one second don't move get the fuck we lost video. No, we're good. I just want to make sure that. Oh, it just blacked the laptop. Out. Yeah, blacked out. I want to make yeah. sure that we didn't fuck that up. Okay, don't move. Don't move. Don't move. Okay, so I liked Pedro Pascal. I thought again, I thought he did good in the role, and again, I liked Chris Pine. Like the four main characters of this film, I thought did their job well. I don't. I. I I'm not gonna be upset at either one of at either of those performances because I thought they really, really did a good job as far as what they were given. Yeah. The story we can critique all day long, yeah. and and I think it it is a. There are parts of the story that aren't fantastic. I, I did like the. The the battle scene that you know that led from the flight when they were over in um, I don't know if it was Egypt or Israel wherever they wherever they had to fly to. To uh, they confronted Pedro Pascal. They confronted Max Lord. Oh yeah, they and they had that fight on the road yeah. with all the trucks. Well. well very conveniently, they happened to be driving by the opposite way. But they knew where they were going. Yeah, I know, but it's a big country. No, like, but they knew where they were. No, 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 no there's, a lot of, there's a lot of roads. But No, there's not. I don't buy that. No. I'm like, come on. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, you know, like, like if someone's going to the Pentagon, you know, it's like, you know, like... There's a main road. To there's a to lot the of Pentagon. roads to the Pentagon, in and out but of the there's a main I'm just road like, to get there. Like, like they got there right. And the, and the, excuse at the me. Right not time to mention, you're talking, dude. You're talking right difference between Washington D.C. and this country over in no, Europe. No, okay. So let's so, not talk so about that. There's multiple ways to get the road to this pass. at the right time, and they're just driving, and they go, "Oh, wait a minute, we just drove past them." Turn around. Like, they're, like they're almost like where they what they're doing is almost like trying to find a needle in a haystack, and they just had like the whole needle presented to them like a giant freaking needle stabbing <laughs> them in the head. It's just like, like, like they're getting this information on the fly. We gotta go, and it's just like, oh, well, oh, we're on the same road. Let's get them. And I'm just like, so, listen. I'm like, really? I will say this. I enjoyed, you know, after that convenient. Meetup. Uh, I did enjoy the action of that scene. Thank you for that. I enjoyed. 
uh, the, that that fight sequence that she ended up having with multiple machines, and we see all of us. We do see. We do notice that something's going on with Diana. We know. So, we notice that something is yeah, wrong with her. And you know and something what? I, start, something starts to become off in this scene. Yeah, and I have a problem with that because they make it sound like she lost her powers, but she obviously didn't. She's losing. Her she's powers. weakened. She's, she's. I think she's losing. She's her doing powers. a lot of superhuman stuff. Right, she, but she's not like. She's not down to nothing. To well, me, it's, she's got a. She's got superhuman so, power. So, so the, the monkey's pull is what? It's you. It's a. It's you make it. It's a give and take. Yeah. So you're you getting something. You're gonna. You have to give up something. Right. So, so what did she case, give up? She's giving up her abilities. Not all of them, though. But it's not. But but it's not her abilities like that. It's it her abilities over time. But no, it should have been like that. It, yeah, but then you would have had a big gap in the movie. Well, she should have given. They should have given. A, she should but have I given think, something else. But it makes her much more vulnerable as she starts to lose them because she's but not it, used to that. She's yeah, used to having all this like, power. She's not. Like she can get shot, but she's also capable. But she was still capable of running full speed with vehicles and pushing off tanks and. You know, like, she's doing all the superhuman stuff. But she wasn't at her... Even at that point, she wasn't at full strength, and you saw her struggle. Yeah, I know. And I so, think that they showed that's my, that, that's, and they That's my it. point. It's like, what did she lose? Half of her strength? I think it's just... It's not even half. I think it's just a matter of... Uh, it, it's progressively getting worse. To the point where... You know, at the point when we get into the White House, when she's fighting the Cheetah... When mm -hmm. she's fighting Kristen Wiig, before she's Cheetah, and at this point... You know, you have you have Diana going downhill in her abilities, and you have Cheetah going up in yeah. hers. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, she starts to really command the fight. And the only thing that helps to save Diana for a period of time is the fact that she has tactical uh, um, training, yeah. so that she, she can kind of, she can hold her own. Even though that at this point, I, I really feel that Kristen Wiig was stronger than than Diana right. in those scenes. So. That whole thing with like, grant a wish, get something taken get away. Be, right, and that's that's Pedro Pascal's whole thing. Pedro yeah. Pascal is giving you whatever you right. want as a wish, right. and he's going to take something right. from you. And how but did, he decides right. what it is. Right, but and that's another thing is, how does he know that that's how it works? How does you, he know you that don't, the, you don't how know does he know that, that the mechanism of the, of the, the idol like, is is that when you wish for something, something gets taken away. You, you don't know that, right? You never, you never, you never told that he how he knows. And that he that shouldn't stuff. know that either. But all of a sudden, he he, like, because it almost was confusing to me because he's like his wish is to become the idol, and now when he's granting people's wishes, he's taking stuff from them. But what's missing? And from I'm like, this? how does he know that? How but what's he, but what's missing from this? What's missing from this is context. What's missing is. We should have seen some type oh, of something. scene between, you know, from Pedro Pascal figuring out that this this exists yeah. in this world yeah. and how it works. Yeah. And we don't get that. Okay, so one, they provide no context of that. Two, right. they provide nothing that would give you the leeway to say, okay, I don't have, I, I don't know the backstory. But I get, or I I, you I, can accept. I accept no. that he could have had that there is context there yeah. that he could figure this out, and that's what you don't get. You get yeah. no indication that he should have, that he should have, he should know anything about how any of this works because he's not like I said, like 
You know, he's not like a Lex Luthor or Victor Von Doom that would like, you know, those type of people. From an, from an academic aspect, yeah. aspect or intellectual. Like intellectual, even not. a power base, like, like you know, like yeah. people with resource. Like those types of characters would be like, would have some sort of access to arcane knowledge or, like, I or ancient much... history text and the resource yeah. to, to funnel it and, and get to it. And he's just some freaking guy. Yeah. No, at, just, at the end of the just, day... He's, he's, at the he, end of the day, he's a con man. He's a criminal. Yeah. He's and he's not like a criminal mastermind. He's just a no. guy trying to make money so that you know he doesn't well, have. I, a, I don't, he doesn't have a wife. He's got a kid, and he wants to. I feel like that's why. I feel like that's where they did Max Lord um, an injustice was making him this this con man and not making him more of the yeah the intellectual villain that at least in the comics that he is. Um. Yes, and but see, we I, do. I, I suffer from not knowing his you character. Know, you don't know him as well. So I don't yeah. know. He definitely he definitely brings on a uh, takes on a much more a, a stronger role in the early early to mid two thousands. But in this film, you know, we get to a point towards right before that final battle, where final battle where well, that Steve figures it out. Steve tells Diana, mm -hmm. "You have to renege your wish." Oh. So he he understands what's going on that like you're losing your abilities because of me, and he yeah, gets it. Yeah, yeah. And there is an emotional component to this film that I feel that's probably what Patty Jenkins was going for. Well, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Steve Trevor should be telling <clears throat> um, uh, Wonder Woman to to re renounce her wish because it's really not fair to the guy whose <laughs> life they're like. Like Steve Trevor should be feeling unbelievably guilty that like well, let's... you know he's taken over this this poor this poor bastard that is like now like like I mean. Living vicariously I through Yeah, I don't even know where he, like, I don't even know where that guy's consciousness is. It's not, because at the end of the film, he he's, has no idea who Diana is when he sees her. Oh, yeah, because when everything goes back to normal, he's just back to his life. He's back to his life. And, you know, he, he has no idea who she is. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, he just lost a week or two somewhere and, yeah. and just said, all right, I don't know what the hell happened, but <laughs> whatever. But, but besides that, leave, leave, <laughs> leaving that, that point aside, uh -huh. you know, Steve figures it all out, and yeah. he, he tells her like, "You have to renege your wish." Yeah, and she don't want to. And do she it. doesn't want to do it. And there is a real emotional aspect to loss, and she doesn't want to go through that again. And you kind of like I, I you start to actually feel for Diana from the beginning of the film, where you see how lonely she is, <clears throat> and she even discusses that with Kristen Wiig when they have that lunch. Yeah. At one point, where you you know you, she she discusses that. It's like. She's a lonely person. She is by herself. And Steve is the one person that she's truly loved her entire life since that. And you're talking from like the 19, you know, uh, gosh, what was it, 1914 to 18 was the First World War. So you're talking from yeah. then all the way till the 1980s, yeah, 1984. I keep, I, I keep mixing that up because the Wonder Woman... It's Woman's, not World War II. It's yeah, World War I. The War. Wonder Woman TV show took place in World War II. Right. But the Wonder Woman movie took place in World War I. You know, if you think about that, you, go, you, you talk about that many years in between... That's a long time to love one person and not be not looking at anybody else. Yeah. And she has this person in front of her, and now she has to say, "I, I renege my wish. I give and you give, back. I give her up. I give, give, her, you give back. him up." 
and I and I I under, and like that that scene in DC where the two of them are together and Steve tells her like I I've had a great life you got to let me go. Yeah. That's hard. Like to watch that. Like if you ever lost someone that's been like close to you and 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 young like that is so hard. to get what you finally want mm-hmm. and to lose and you ha- you have to make that choice. Yeah. It's not the other person. You Steve can't make that choice for her. She has to make it. Right, right. That right. is extremely hard. And that that is one of the things that I actually give credit to Patty Jenkins in this film because to make that decision is extremely tough. Yeah, and see, and, and and I get that emotional core of of the film. My my problem is is that they they took an idiotic route to get there. I'm not disagreeing yeah. with that. I, I think I yeah. think how they get to that point and is not the best route to go. And to me, the idiotic route undermines the emotional component. The, the, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Because all these the, things have an impact. All, like, like you know, you can't just blindly go through a film and accept everything, and then all of a sudden you get this emotional payout, and and it's all it's all oh. Everything's okay now. Like, yeah. you know what? Yeah. No, it, it's, it wasn't as earned yeah. as it should have exactly. been. But that, that scene does pay off to a degree. And then all of a sudden we get to the finale. Well, before we get to the finale, there's a couple of scenarios with the whole wishing thing that I found funny. Well, so my first question is, is okay... So the very first person in the movie that makes a wish is the guy who wishes he had a cup of coffee. Right. And he gets it. Yeah. I always wanted to know, what did he lose in return? You don't know that. You don't know. But I'm like... He obviously lost, he lost something. He could probably lost something small. Because I almost think like like what you get... So what, what you, you wish for and what you get are comparable. comparable. Yeah. So like, you know, like, you know, he, you know, he got a cup of coffee, but when he opened up his lunch... The Reese's peanut butter cups that he you know, went missing wasn't there. <laughs> Where'd they go? Somebody stole. Whatever. But very, very true. You know, so that, I, I found that interesting. I like, I, I like, I wanted to know what he lost, right? And they didn't ever told you. And so, okay, so the other part that's more significant is okay. So Kristen Wiig wishes to be like Diana, Diana, and she gets that, and mm-hmm. I get that. Um, you know, I. I but she loses I, her. I, she loses I, her humanity. Right. I get the outcome of a wish. Yeah. What I don't. What I didn't quite buy, is, the people around her's, reaction, to her getting her wish. Because they were like almost like under a spell. Like oh, you're so pretty. Oh, oh. Well, they but, start to like see things that they didn't see before. Well, see to me like because because she didn't wish for people to like her. But Diana gets scared like, you know, okay, where so, she goes. Okay, so let me give an example. Like you know, like when um, you have these scenarios where like people are under like a love potion or a love spell, yeah. like you know they're under a love spell, and all of a sudden they see you, and that's all they see, and they're attached. Yeah. To you. you know, it's like you're under a spell. Like her wish to me did not imply that the people around her would be under some sort of spell to notice her and admire her well i think it, and I think, that's how it played off it, where the people were just like oh my god well it played off like that but i also think too that it wasn't the fact that it, to me it's it's how are these people looking at diana and i think like these and what they I don't probably, think they look at diana like that 
I think they do. I don't think it was shown so much in the film. Yeah. I think when they entered, when they had Diana in the museum, I think it would have served better if you had those guys being, being super like, attentive to "Hey, her. Diana," and like, they're right, and, yes. they're, and they're not. They don't. And show they're not. Them. They don't show you know? them. I think that would have served it better for when Kristen Wiig came out, and all of a sudden they started pay attention to her, like, because then they would have shown that. Because they showed that they don't pay attention to her at right. first. No, right, and that makes sense. And that makes sense. Well, but, well, to me, well, I don't know that it makes sense because, like I said, you know, I, well, I, know, I, but, I, I but you know, the, like I would, if I was, you man, know, the I'd be of, like, wow, she's like, you know, really smart and 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 nerdy, but she's hot too, like, you know, like like. But in this in this context, what she, they're going because she wasn't she wasn't unpretty. No, they just she was just she just haven't she didn't have it put together. Yeah, you know, like, that's like, really what they were. Showing. I'll be honest with you. It reminded me a little bit of like um, Chloe Grace Moretz in, in the Carrie movie, where like, yeah. like 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 Carrie is supposed to be the person that everybody hates and she's ugly, and it's like you know you put Chloe Grace Moretz in that role, and it doesn't quite work because she's not ugly. You know, right? You know, I I, I don't feel they made Kristen Wiig repulsive enough. When she, you know, like for people yeah. to hate her, because I'm looking, I'm like, I'm like, like if I if I saw her for the first time, I'd be like, oh, she's actually kind of hot, but she's a little. I don't think it was the fact that people were hating her. I just think that they just didn't pay her any attention. Yeah, I, but I, they, but, I, but I agree with you. Like yeah. they didn't show enough that like they should have had a scene where like those guys that didn't pay attention yes. to Kristen really paid attention to Diana, they, especially as when she walked in the room. I, I think maybe they should have done that. Did I think maybe they did the reactions to her? To excess, to unbelievability, because it it literally made it look like they were under some sort of spell of attraction, because they were almost like. But it wasn't just men; it was women too. Yeah, it was because it, when they had it was when she, like they were they were drawn to her. They were, they were impossible to take their eyes. It was like it, it almost looked like. But you have to remember too, like when it was she had, surreal when she had that meeting inside the museum. And it was her speaking to everybody in the room. There was men and women in the room, so they were all paying attention to her. It wasn't yeah. just it wasn't just men. But they made it almost like like they were instantly attracted to her, as opposed to like like oh hey oh hi you know like like right. a real person would react. It wasn't like a natural. They were almost yeah they were almost like that was like oh oh you know and they all would follow right. her around. It, it, it again it, it made it look like they were under a spell, and that was not what she wished for. She like she didn't wish for people to like her. She wished to be like Diana. Diana, and she, and most of that was really like. It was more of an admiration of of yeah, what I Diana almost want to feel as. like 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 she like cop almost like copied her abilities and like strength and, and I think that's well that's what the you know that's what the undertone was not Kristen Wiig not knowing of who she yeah, was yeah yeah she just wanted to be she like wound up her. she wound up getting it. I'm, and I'm okay yeah. with that I, I to me I just, I just found that whole presentation of that to be cartoonish. How she becomes Cheetah, to me, is is cheated in this film. Because I almost feel like, oh. you know, like, she... Okay, so if, now, if I'm, if I'm right, I don't know she, how she becomes Cheetah in the comics. I think she becomes Cheetah in the comics by something like, like something Greek, hap like, a, a, not a Greek tragedy, but there's something... Um, there's some like interaction from Themyscira or something like that that turns her into Cheetah. Okay, because because the Cheetah from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s literally just looks like a girl in a Cheetah suit. But I wonder if it's like a like an idol. And, and but there is like an idol. Like there's something that's involved that gives her like some Cheetah power. That gives her like these because there's, that there's later incarnations of Cheetah where she. It's definitely changed over the years. Yeah, the later incarnations of Cheetah 
or more along the lines of her final transformation. Like and I'm she's trying really to really like almost like a really powerful like there's, animalistic. And I think there's feral. there's something to the I, I want to say the New Fifty Two possibly were like yeah. in the New Fifty Two we were introduced to Barbara Minerva and then eventually she transforms into Cheetah. I, I can't remember how that interaction took place, but with Jeff Johns as part of the story, my feeling is that like he he did something towards that. But I I, I almost feel like it just it. It wasn't done as well. It just wasn't the yeah. fact that like she ended up just wishing to be something more like primal, yeah, and, uh, an apex predator. Yeah, that's what she wanted to be. And that's and like, there was all and these that's, undertones and, and of to me, that's a more powerful character. And I and I and I and I think like probably for the past twenty years, the cheetah character in the comic books is more along the lines of that. And that's why when I when I like saw George Perez and I asked him, I just said, "Yeah, yeah. draw me cheetah," and I, and he started to draw. I'm like, wait a second. Don't I'm like, don't draw me today's cheetah because today's cheetahs are some young. I'm like I said I want the, <laughs> I want the traditional, you know but, cheetah. And he and he and he looked at me. So he saw my age, and I think he said he goes. Oh, I, know, I know what you're talking about. I think I, I thought the cheetah look and the CG I thought was very well done. I liked how they made her look on Kristen Wiig in the film. Before she became super feral or prior or after? No, like when she was Cheetah. When she was like at the she, end. At the end, yeah, the final yeah. battle. I yeah. like that a lot. I like that, but I you know, but I also did like her prior well, to that. Oh, the DC was, fight. The, the the fight when they were in the White in House. In Washington is DC. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I, I But I liked how I liked, her I liked what they character. did. I, I did like what they did with the fight scene. And of yeah. course, you know, we have to mention too the um, the Alex Ross nod in this to Kingdom Come, which is the gold Wonder Woman fighting costume, which first appeared in, is that, in Was Kingdom that first Come. in Kingdom Come? I'm almost positive that was first in Kingdom Come. It might have with been. With Alex Ross. Because cause, cause that also reappears in Wonder Woman with Adam Hughes. Yes, and Adam Hughes has stated multiple times how he hated that because it was so hard to replicate. He says it's amazing... It's an amazing look, but it was such a pain to replicate that on his covers. Because when I, you know, it's funny though. When when I saw that battle armor, I was immediately, oh, Alex Ross, cognizant. Oh, of, no, of Adam, oh, Hughes. Of Adam Hughes. Well, because he had to do it multiple times on his covers. Yeah, during yeah, her, during his yeah. Wonder Woman run that he did. I yes. I actually completely forgot that that was in Kingdom Come. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's and it's fantastic. It, it's it's such a great look. It really is. Uh, and we see it for a short, it's a really short stint. It's not long at all. However, Cheetah, like, demolishes a lot of it, though. She she ruins the wings. She, the, she the, demolishes the, the, wings, the wings. The wings. Yeah. And then Diana okay. finally, like, takes it off. And then eventually, like, her and Diana, like, go at it. And, and eventually Diana does get the upper hand on her. Which she should, because she's, she's an Amazon warrior and, and she's a fighter. So um, now you go to the finale. This is probably one of the more controversial... Scenes in the film. Yeah, the whole finale is just. It's based it's, on everybody gets their wish in the everybody in the world right. gets their wish, and now to save the day, Wonder Woman has to convince everybody in the world yep. to renounce their wish. And I I I remember going yep. Chris and I told him I said not for nothing, Chris. There's some kid out there going, screw you, I ain't giving up my Hot Wheels. <laughs> you know, he wished for, you know, that whole Hot Wheels set, and he he's just not giving it up. Like, he's not. Um, I think... I, you know? 
the, the ending the ending to and this, I think there's a lot of people that aren't going to give up their wish. You're not going to convince. You know, nineteen mid nineteen eighties was a really tough time. I think for a lot of people, and I think it would have been hard pressed for some people to give up their wish, especially yeah. once they've had it and you know, they've had a taste of it. Like, say you're talking up. to like, look, because you know they showed a lot of people wishing for stupid things. But what about all those people what? that wished for like? loved ones that have right, died right. to come you know, back like you know my wife just died I wish she was still, or I what if it was like your child what right. if it was your wife, child, child and you wished right. for that yeah. person to come back you know and obviously okay we get it this is overthinking it we we know that right. however brought, this, this is, is in the realm of possibility with what these wishes were yeah, because is, Pedro, because yeah. Maxwell Lord is reaching out to the entire world and telling them like give me your wishes tell me what you want um, although I did love his 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 line of, um, what's the line that he says in the beginning? Um, oh, the life is good, but it can be better. Yeah. That I did. I, I thought that was good. Okay. I like that. Now, aren't you only supposed to get one wish? You were supposed. I don't. That is how it's perceived. Yes, but Kristen Wiig got gets two. Gets two. Now, and but like, but does she get it because one the first wish she had was with was the, with the, the actual crystal, stone, and, and the, the second, second wish was, was with, with him. him. And I'm like, like, I don't know that that qualifies as being able to get two. He wishes. says a line where maybe it he, does. He, but he says something. Where I don't know why it would. He says a line something uh, when they're on the plane, and he's like, "I'm the one that controls the wishes." So I don't know if that means that she does get an opportunity because to have a second yeah, wish. She got a second wish. She gets two. And I think she might be the only person in the movie that one. got two. Yeah. And, because and I can tell you right now, if you told the guy with the cup of coffee that he got a second <laughs> wish, he'd be ecstatic because he was going to be like, I'm going to wish for a lot more than that. <laughs> but, but ultimately, I do think that that is, um, I do think that's a, that's a plot hole. I, I just have a hard time. The, the ending of this film is basically Wonder Woman uses her lasso of truth on Pedro Pascal, who on, on Maxwell Lord, who is within the satellite um, signal that's going out to the entire world and supposedly touching everybody. Yeah, which I don't know that I buy and, that that would even happen. And but her, okay, I'll, I'll accept that. And her lasso of truth, she starts to just talk and gives this monologue and about truth. And she and, and Pedro Pascal thinks he's talking that she's talking to him, and she's like, "No, I'm talking to everybody else." Yeah. And you just start to see um, around the world people getting the the you know Wonder Woman's voice like almost in their head, and the fact that she's trying to convince them to give up their wishes and to renounce their wish. It, it's it, it, there's a, this is like the emotional part of the film because what ends up happening is through the lasso, she shows. Maxwell Lord, his own son, who's running away from this mob that's coming after his father. Mm -hmm. and, and to a point where he's almost trapped and, and doesn't know where to go. He's, at one point, he ends up in this like open field. And just all he's doing is wishing for his father to, to come to him. Oh, that was also very convenient that like he takes a helicopter back to Washington, lands and in a stays, field somewhere, stays there, yeah. and all of a sudden, he's his right where his son is. I'm like, okay, that's really convenient. But I almost think that, that but the last one, I think, showed Maxwell Lord kind of where, he, kinda was where he was. So that's why he knew where to go back okay. to. That's, that, I, 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 that might be stretching <laughs> it. I'll, I'm a little Well, bit. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, is, there's a, 
You get, you get all these stretches, yeah. and after a while, something's going to break. Yeah. You got to go, but, you have to say, really, really? But the, really? The, this this was such an, uh, this was the an emotional aspect of the film that I think was supposed to have a huge impact I feel like it missed. It was the it was supposed to be the feel good resolution where you know Wonder Woman shows right. the world the light and the ray and the and it's just because like, Wonder Woman's known as this love compassionate yeah. character. Well, okay, so to be fair, also I think at this point I don't know that Wonder Woman is well known. No, she's not because she's still like this. She's the urban legend. She's the or, urban legend or, you know, that, she's that been, is almost she's been that is that is unknown. It's like she's not like this urban legend that everybody's embraced. She's just no. an urban legend that nobody knows anything this is, about. This is very different from Justice League time, which is basically thirty years later. Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, it's it's it, it, you know she's not there yet, and I think this is where the, the I think this is where the difference is between Zack Snyder's. Wonder Woman and Batman vs Superman when they talk about she's been away from mankind for a hundred years which we all know is bogus and Patty Jenkins which is she started in Wonder Woman in World War One, and then also now we have 1984 so obviously there is a, a mishmash of information between mm. the two visions of Wonder Woman yeah. but th this is what it is at this point in time and th there was an emotional component to this I don't know if this is accepted or bites or you you feel this as much as I think this personally I think the Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman scene earlier in the film was more emotional was much more emotional mm -hmm. as like she has to give that up but her having to now I'm this is again this is speculation her using the lasso on Maxwell Lord telling everybody that they have to give up and renege their wish. I don't know how much she's able to use her own empathy telling people she knows how hard it is. She yeah. understands how difficult it is to give this up. She had to do it. And does that... Is that enough to convince is everybody? Is that enough to convince everybody? Everybody in the world to say, yes, I'm with you. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, she had to give up something extremely tough and extremely yeah. difficult to give up somebody that she loved. And... Did that was that enough to convince everybody? I don't know. I think that's very, very tough to say that. But I mean, obviously they did, and, it, and it's the it's a movie. And if it was the real world, I still have trouble seeing everybody renounce their wish. Yeah. In all honesty, because I'm sitting there going like, I'm gonna wish for a Fantastic Four number five near mint. CGC graded signature signed by signed by Stanley and Joe Sinnott, <laughs> and I'm gonna sit there and say, you know what? I hope everybody else renounces their wish, and everything I'm goes back get to mine. normal, and I still get to keep my comic book that I, that you know my grail, yeah, was, my grail book. Was there was there a percentage that we were able to give up? Yeah, you know, like you know, was it was it 95 percent or 90 percent people, or at, did it have to be 100? At the end of the day, I'm not giving up my Hot Wheels. You yeah, know? I, I I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think obviously with with this type of a release, it was difficult because typically the the actors and the director go on this uh, this huge media tour that talk about the film and things that happened within the film, um, and with a, with a release structure how they had it, I, I don't really think that we got that as much as we would have liked, or at least I don't I, I didn't see the typical like interviews and, and media that we normally would for a film of this size. I mean, if this film was originally released the way that it was supposed to in June of 2019, in June of 2020. I think it would have been the same movie. 
this could have been obviously this would have been the same type of film, but I still think it would have made a ton of money in the theaters because oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, opening yeah. weekend everybody would have went. The opening weekend would have been a huge. Uh, no, and I'll, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think this movie would have made money no matter what because a lot of the things that we're criticizing about it, I think the average moviegoer wouldn't care. Would, would care less about. Uh, it. Granted, the, the, they, listen, we know we know we're nitpicking yeah, stuff. They no 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 no. I'll be honest with you. I don't think we're nitpicking. I, I think we're discriminating moviegoers. Whereas the average moviegoer is non-discriminating, and, and they just, just went and enjoy, they turn yeah. off their brain yeah. and they go on for the ride, and they don't care whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you. The average moviegoer, in my opinion, is. I mean, they're, they're mindless. You know, no. they're, they're, they're just, you know, going to be entertained, entertained. for a couple hours and that's it. No. You know, I, I listen, you know I, film as an art form to be criticized. Film is an art form to be criticized. Yeah. And disseminated and discussed and broken down. Um, and you can do that with any film, even today's films that, you know, are, many of them might be stupid, but you can sit down and call them stupid. You know, and I think that's a... I think most people don't consider it as an art form right. to be discussed and dis and 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 broken down and and you know talked I, about and you know I, and, that's, gonna, and that's a shame. I'm going to say this: when I saw it on Christmas Day on HBO Max on, on HBO on Max on the on my television, I I thought it was okay. I, I was like, I was. I'll be honest. I was disappointed watching. Who did you watch it with? By yourself. I, it was uh, me, uh, my two boys that watched it in here, okay. and that was it. You watched it with the family? I watched it with the family, okay. yeah. It was like, I wasn't hey, sure you know, if you were, it was a solo. No, 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 that was it. And I am actually ex happy that I actually saw it in the theater. On the big screen. On the big screen. I purposely did not, I did not want to watch it on HBO Max. I had. I wanted to watch it on the scene. On the I'm going to be honest, I had a much better experience because, I, one, that's how I feel movies of this caliber are supposed to be watched. That's, oh, yeah. that's one. Yeah. Um, two, I picked up things the second time around that I didn't get to pick up the first time. And I'm going to admit, I enjoyed the film more the second time around. I'll be honest with you. Than I, I did I the first a, time. I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy it a little. I still don't. Listen, I'm going to say this. I didn't. I, it's still. Oh, it's the second I didn't not enjoy the movie. I know what you there mean. There were certain aspects that I enjoyed. It drove you nuts. And, 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 and I went with it. And then there was a lot of things that just listen, drove me nuts. The second time I saw this film in the theater, there were things that still bothered me. But I I actually enjoyed this film this film more the second time around. There were things that I picked up that I that I understood that Patty Jenkins was going for as far as an emotional component to this film that I think she was trying to drive home, and I picked up that a lot more the second time through, and I did enjoy that. I still think this could have been better yeah. than what we saw. Oh yeah. I don't know how much Warner Brothers interfered with this film. I know that Patty Jenkins has been on record again. We've said this before that she has been on record saying that the that she has had a um, that that Warner Brothers did interfere a little bit more in the first film. So I don't know if that happened again or if they kind of gave her free reign, but I will say that uh, I did enjoy the the film a second time around. Um, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it more than that and it wasn't like a huge shift from like one end of the spectrum to the other. But I did enjoy it more. I feel that um, this movie had the potential 
to be a lot less stupid than it was. And I wish it was a lot less stupid. Like, like they... You want to say convenient, not stupid. Convenient. They, they could have they told the same story better. Yeah. They could have made it... Yeah. I mean, they could have made it... They could have told the same story and, and you know, made it, I don't, le- made it less stupid. And I don't ma- disagree. And, and, oh, I'm and, not going to say stupid. I'm going to say less convenient because it was definitely convenient in areas. I, I yeah. think that they could have filled in some scenes. And maybe, listen, maybe some of those scenes they did film and they ended up putting them on the cutting room floor... Uh, for reasons we don't know, that's a possibility. Like maybe they yeah. filmed some of those scenes with Maxwell Lord and how he found out about the crystal and why he. Oh found, sure. You this, know. Oh, this could be a whole repeat of Batman vs Superman, where they cut out all the things that would make the movie better because. It, right. It, it, and like, when you watch the director's cut of it, it yeah. makes more sense. Sure, because we yeah. we we directly we've, we've experienced that with Batman vs Superman. Right. Um, I, I also that. think that if I watch this movie a second time. And I can tell right now, I definitely am going to watch it a second time. Yeah, I know you are. Because I am so enamored by Kristen Wiig's characterization from beginning to end, like the transformation. Oh, her transformation is fantastic. I mean, I could watch this movie multiple times just focusing on that and and enjoying and reveling her and reveling her performance because I. I it really was enjoyable. She brought so much um, characterization yeah, to that to, to each yeah. to to like the, the transformation the, from the original from the tra- to the original nerd to the empowered um, character to the ch- animalistic character. Yeah. Like it, it really, it really was good, and you you really kind of get you, a. You almost have to wonder. Like, you almost, I have more an attachment to her character and more investment in her character than any other character in the movie. And you almost have to wonder what's going to happen to her afterwards because she obviously renounces. Well, her she doesn't wish. die. She doesn't die. She renounces her wish because you see her in human form at the end. Yeah, I think she goes. So are we going to? I think is she. There, I think she just went back to her normal is, self. But is she going to be so obsessed to get back to being Cheetah because she that, loved that? Yeah, but I don't know that. There's any way for her to do that? Unless she does it through the gods. Yeah, but how would you do that? There's no avenue to do that. She has to find a way to Themyscira. Yeah, which she doesn't even know what that is. Not yet. Unless she goes on the internet, which doesn't exist yet, no. and find out. But I think that's, to me, that is, uh, that's an avenue that's left open. Um, so I would be interested to see how that goes now Patty Jenkins has already been signed on as well as Gal Gadot to do Wonder Woman 3 which yeah absolutely they should be doing which you knew that was going to happen now Gal Gadot has I mean uh, Patty Jenkins has already been on record uh, saying that the next film she wants to be in current time she wants to be well that makes sense and that makes sense to me too I agree because I'll be honest with you I was I want Wonder Woman in current time I was very much okay with the creative decision to make it in the 80s I'm like you know what that's I thought that was actually a good idea, and I'm and I'm okay with that. But um, I think the third film should the third be film should, should be, be current, current day. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go from, from I want I want to see like where she is post post Batman for Superman post and, Justice. You know, League, I'm curious what villains they would use because I'll be honest with you, I don't know that Wonder Woman has like that um, a huge that that rogue that rogue, rogue that rogues gallery yeah. of of all these villains. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it might be another like it could be another Greek god. I, I like, Ares, like the, the, the only else. the only villains that I could have told you even right now that her 
you know, who's her big villains? I would have said Cheetah and Ares. Cheetah and that Ares. Was, and that was Giganta. movie one and movie two. Giganta. Oh, Giganta. Giganta oh, was okay. One. Yeah, Giganta. Yeah. So that's another. But again, like, we don't know yet. Uh, this is all early on. They haven't even started anything with this film. So, um, but that's what we know so far. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's no reason to not do a Wonder Woman trilogy. Absolutely not. You know, so I'm curious, like, from a money-making standpoint, how did they make their money on this film? Where did the um, money come from? The box office could have been... The box office... The box office would not be anywhere not, near where no, it was. Not even so, close. You're talking about subscribers. You're talking about people... So that it's judged differently when you're talking about, like, a streaming service because it's like, how many subscribers do they add on within the month and they they doubled HBO Max doubled their subscription in December so they got what they wanted right so at the end of the day are they getting paid by HBO Max or by the people that ordered the movie well uh, how does that work uh, like you got the movie because you well because I'm a part of HBO Max like you didn't have it's not like a pay-per-view where you had to pay $7 I, to I watch paid for HBO so that no but, but but to watch that movie the day that you watched that movie yeah. did you have to pay no. like $7 to watch it no because I already paid for HBO right okay so, so I'm assuming they got paid from HBO to have it available on HBO Max Makes you wonder. I think Warner. I think Warner Brothers owned HBO. How much money they got out of that deal? Yeah, I don't know, but that's their plan. Because that, that that's movie, their plan with all their films for this year. No, but that movie was made before COVID hit. No. Yes. So they because that movie was finished. Right. The movie they, was finished. It yeah, was ready. They, to, they, it was ready to air in June. They weren't making that movie in a COVID world where they had to figure out. Right. They were making it in a normal. It was already world. done. Yeah. Yeah, and, so I and wonder it, how much money it took. I wonder what, what what their investment was in that movie. I don't know, but I I, I think it's going to be the next year or two. It's going to be very interesting for the films that had already been made, like Black Widow. Black Widow still hasn't been released. Yeah, and this totally was supposed to be released last May. So you're talking we're almost a year out from when it was originally supposed to be released, yeah. and they still don't know what they're doing with yeah. that movie. Which drives me nuts because I have a first appearance Red Guardian Avengers that hasn't gone up in value because nobody knows about it. So. Yeah. I mean, between between that film... <laughs> because they hadn't released the film. And you're talking about multiple... I mean, James Bond got pushed back. The oh, new Ghostbusters tons. film got pushed back. There, there were so many movies oh, that got forget pushed. forget about uh, uh, this year's Academy Awards. Are like, they having it? I don't even know, but, but they, they probably are. But it's almost like... Um, because movies were released in 2020. They were, but most of them were released on streaming services. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do, but movies movies were released theatrically in 2020. The movie that made the most money in 2020, do you know what it was? No. Take a wild guess. I couldn't I don't even know I don't even know if that I could tell you movies that were released in 2020. I'm pretty sure it was Bad Boys for Life, the Bad Boys 3 movie. Will oh, Smith God. and Martin. Well, that's not going to be up for any Academy Awards. But the, but no. The first quarter of 2020 definitely had movies released. It did. We saw a movie in March. We yeah. saw a movie within two weeks of the movie theaters being shut down. We saw Birds of Prey. That yeah. was the last film we saw. Yeah, I, I'm very curious what they're going to do with the Academy Awards because I, I don't think they're going to cancel them because at the end of the day... There were movies released. There were movies. There are movies. There but are, you have to... I mean, what are you going mean, to do? Have the only, the only thing you could do is if you... You amend the if, rules. Well, you either if you cancel the Academy Awards for one year, that means next year has two years has two years of consideration, which is insane. 
That's 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 that is. I don't think they're going to do that. I think no. they're going to have an Academy Awards, and it's going to be full of nonsense and movies that you never even heard of because who the hell has even seen gone to the movies at all? Yeah. You know, and it's it, it's just going to be. It's going to be not for nothing. I'm so disenchanted with the Academy Awards now with with all the rules that they have for. Um, it, it's it's becoming a politically correct. You know, like it's not about the best; it's about which choice is going to make people less angry. I don't know. It's you know, and plus, like I said, I, I couldn't tell you a single movie released in 2020 that I think is a contender for Best Picture, because I don't even know None. what was good that was released. No, I don't, you're going to probably find more films that were better that were released on streaming services than we actually saw in the theater within the first three months before the shutdown happened. Yeah. So what are they going? Yeah. What are they going to do? Because because last year, even you know, even though streaming is taking over or whatever. You know, the rule even, was even, you had to even have, last you, year you had to have a small you had to have a release in the theater and they weren't and nobody's gonna be able nobody was able to do that now so uh, there uh, the typical Oscar run is late in the year it's always in the yeah. fourth quarter we always, you know we know that there weren't many films that were released in that Oscar run that we could say hey you know what this was an Oscar contender we don't know yet but Wonder Woman was released in December right it was. Yeah, so I think there were movies released in December that I think will qualify. I don't doubt that Wonder Woman is going to try to get some awards. It's not going to be Best Picture. No. But no. maybe some technical awards. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a possibility. Possibly. But I don't, I don't see anything else. Um, so at the very least, I think this year's Academy Awards is going to be very interesting and chaotic and probably controversial because this is going to be... It's, yeah. it, it's, let's put it this way. 2020 was crazy. Across the board, yes. In every, in every business, and every, it did, including it, no cinema, and no movies. business went unscathed yeah. so from this. It's gonna so, be, it's gonna be the, 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 you know, it's there's an impact, and yeah. the academy, and I'm just, I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with the Academy Awards. So we'll end up seeing how it goes, but I think for right now, guys, um, we just want to have fun this year. We're gonna try and 2021. We're going to hit 50, 50 reviews. We're going to hit 50 at some point. So listen, we are going to have a mix probably coming up of some retro reviews because yeah. we're kind of still stuck with not going to see what's in films uh, and some things that maybe are in the films that we are going to try to go and see. Yeah. But we promise you we are going to bring you guys reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, we are back. We're back. We're back. We're better than we were. Yeah. And we hope that we bring you guys some entertaining reviews. We hope you guys watch. So please subscribe, like, comment, share. Do whatever you can. Get the word out. Johnny Mo and I are doing reviews. Yes, it is long form. It is not short. Because we like doing long reviews. Oh. We can't stop talking at 10 minutes and 15, 15 minutes of, of a typical film. We've got to give you the whole thing. Yeah. It's, not, it's not worth it for us to do something for 10 minutes. Yeah. We'd be cheating you out on the you're experience. Gonna, you're not going to hear anything that you wouldn't, wouldn't hear anywhere else. That's right. We want to give you something that you're not going to get from a typical reviewer that's going to give you a five-minute review. No. We yeah. want to give you the, the full deal. Yeah. So, and we can draw from our experience, and, and, and we can give you something that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And that's, that, and that's why I think you know, people that like us, that, that, that will sit there and listen to us for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Sometimes we know two it's, hours. We know it's long. You know, we, you know you're, you're getting something that you're not going to hear anywhere else.
else. Absolutely. And, to, and still to this day, we have not done a review that's longer than the actual movie we're reviewing. We, we're going to try to keep it that way. Uh, so listen, with that, we are yep. going to end this. Uh, so guys, thank you very much for joining us. Thank yep. you very much for either watching or listening. We really appreciate it. We hope to see you guys again on our next review. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Please stay safe, and we yes. will see you guys again at the movies. Yep. Take care. Take care. Cheers.